Episode one of Yap, we made it. It's Edgar Perez alongside Bowling and Lee's fellas. We made it to episode one of Yap Chicago. How y'all feeling? Great man, feeling good. It's this is fantastic. That intro is slamming. Oh. Very, very nice work, sir. No matter how many times we listen to it, we always dance in the intro. Absolutely. I mean, I can't take all the credit because obviously I didn't produce the music part of it. You know, that's a shout out to Charlie Glitch. DJ and Pilsen, but uh, everything else, yeah, that was that, that came from the mind, man. Creativity is key. You killed it. Yeah, I have but zero creativity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Man. You got to have something in there, man. I know you're not, you know, hip hip to the the media game yet, but there, there's something in there, man. We just got to find a way to draw it out of you. Nah, not I think happen. it. I think it takes two, two, three weeks, and then we'll be good to go. Then we'll be fully comfortable. Lisa, take a shirt off, and then we just get the party rocking. <laughs> I got. I got to start drinking again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been out the game a while, man. You just you getting back, and you take you know three glasses of wine, and you're whoo, you start sweating. It's hot in here, boy. <laughs> Got me rosy cheek. Cubs to the rose. All right, man. So where where are you at, Chicago? We're uh, like I said, my name is Bowling, alongside Lee's. Your name is Bowling? No, I'm not Bowling. I'm Edgar Perez. <laughs> you see what I mean? Running, you see baby. what I mean? Off Let's and go. running, we are pros. At least we like to pretend to be. But uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna take my shirt off. Let's do it, man. Maybe, maybe it'll get me relaxed a little bit. But fuck it. The first ever episode of Yap Chicago and fellas, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about the number one team in this city. And I think we could all agree that's the Chicago Bears. The Bears didn't go out and make a trade or anything. Russell Wilson apparently is not happy in Seattle, and he and his agent listed four teams he wanted to go to, just in case the team was thinking about trading him, even though he wants to stay there. But the Bears landed on that list. I'm very interested in Russell Wilson putting the Bears as one of his four destinations for a trade. Didn't didn't he say he was tired of getting hit? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm shocked that the Bears even made his list. I don't. I, I really. I, what is a, you tell me? What is attractive about the Bears? I don't know if he's calling the shots on this one. I think he's made enough money. I think he's done a lot in the game already. I think Sierra's calling the shots. You don't want to live in Seattle forever. Like what, what's not to love about Chicago. And if you look at the rest of the list, mm-hmm. Las Vegas entertainment, New Orleans, New Orleans, pretty great city. And then what was the last one? Dallas, New York jets and Dallas. No, I mean, Dallas. Dallas. Da- yeah. Dallas the, to the, me is the wild card because it's America's team. I'm doing air quotes. The but, initial reports had uh, the Dolphins and the Jets instead of the Bears and the Cowboys. I think that was just like what Schefter was hearing. But then he talked to his agent and he got like the real list, which had the, the Raiders, I mean, the uh, Bears and the Cowboys. Can well, I say, I, I just think it's weird the way that they reported this. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that it's being reported is Russell Wilson saying, I'm not asking for a trade request, but if I did, this is what I want to do. It's such a weird way, and I feel like this goes back to, I said on previous recordings, the fact that I don't 100% think that Russell Wilson is as good of a guy as everyone believes, <laughs> so I feel like this is his like nice way of saying it. It's just like, 
if I were like, I would never leave my wife. But if I were to leave her, these are the four <laughs> women I'd leave her for. Hey, there's always a list, right? Huh? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know anything about that list. No? Okay. Never but but I agree. I agree, Lise. It's It's weird because I think it was speculation in the beginning. I think nobody thought it had any, you know, real legs to it. And that's why I think the Jets and the Dolphins teams were involved because they have draft capital. They can trade assets, et cetera, et cetera. But then when it really came out that, you know, hey, he's frustrated, but he's not asking for a trade, but he would go to these places like there's something off there. So I think that there's a chance that this happens. I think Seattle would be crazy to let him go at this point because outside of him and the potential of DK Metcalf, that offense isn't like great and they haven't accomplished much since their Super Bowl runs. So I don't know if we could, I I tweeted today. I'm like, I didn't want to get invested in this, but if there's a possibility, literally take the bean, which is behind me and just give them anything, just give them whatever (laughs) the hell they want and get them to Chicago immediately. I still don't see it, man. Even with the other with the other three options, because it'll have to be a trade. They're not going to release them, right? Right. So the Bears don't have really much to give back. At least there's other three options. You have something there. And he's going to, you know, you would think an offense that has way more weapons than the Bears do. But one of the things that – so I've heard that today. A lot of national people were talking about it, like what would be the draw to go to Chicago. I think that at this point in his career, and like I'm, I'm with you, Lisa. I don't know if he's the greatest guy in the world. He pretends that he's Future's dad, which is ridiculous because Future's son's name is Future, so he absolutely <laughs> is not his dad. Um, but that's personal, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would think that at this point in his career, he would want to go and like create a new legacy. And like you're playing in the shadow of Drew Brees. The Cowboys are ass, and they haven't done shit for 90 years. Like, I don't know, what's the draw to go to Vegas and start? I mean, I guess that would be a new legacy, new city. But Chicago, the Bears are one of the most recognizable and respected franchises, no matter what they do year in and year out. Why not? I mean, it's a top three market in the country. Sierra could literally build a school, a dance studio, whatever the hell she wants here, and it would catch like wildfire. I think it, it makes sense from a living perspective. It's just whether or not he wants to come here and, and put his stamp on it. For for him, I feel like the easiest plug and play is New Orleans because they can simp- simply say Drew Brees is going to retire, which they still are very tight with the cap. So if they were to trade for him, they would have to maneuver a lot of signing bonuses, things of that nature, to even get him in there. But if they were able to, that team would probably be up there with Tampa Bay, with the Chiefs when it comes to the Super Bowl odds. So with that, with that though, Chicago, kind of what you were saying, Bowling, he'll be able to actually forge his legacy a little bit more because if he were to win a Super Bowl with the Bears, he would easily be the, – the first day he takes a snap, he's going to be the best quarterback that the Bears have ever had. Yep. Yep. Robert, Robert, Mays actually, Robert Mays actually had a tweet – that him just saying that he wants to be on the Bears, <laughs> he is already the fourth best Bears quarterback <laughs> of all time, just by him saying that he would be okay with coming over here. Um, but he would he would be completely number one quarterback ever the first time he takes a snap. And the only thing, though, it wouldn't be easy. The first half of the season, offensive line was trash. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to offensive weapons, 
I mean, it's not like we we have a gluttony of offensive weapons. Allen Robinson just did a course about how he would do free agency and things of that nature. Um, Were you in that clubhouse too? I was not. <laughs> have you guys seen heard some of those? Allen Robinson is really active on Clubhouse. He he, I was in a room and he has like other like TV personalities in there and agents and they talk about some real shit, man. They, I was listening to one about free agency. And there was a Bears fan that asked the question, and he like kind of didn't want to touch it, which I, you get. But I, I get the sense that he he does not want to be here. That's just me yeah, I mean, wh- that's just the sense I got. You know, I mean, why would he? I think he deserved to get paid. I don't know yep. if he asked for way too much, but he's the best offensive player we got, and I don't think that's even close. So he's got the leverage, but the the club. You know, if they franchise tag him, he's going to be upset. Mm-hmm. But they might do that just to set up a better deal. I don't know. They got to keep their options open at this point because they didn't make it happen during the season or before last year. So now it's, you know, it's just a waiting game. But I mean, if if Russell Wilson comes, if that really does happen, fuck being the like best quarterback in Bears history. He's going to be the number one athlete and personality in the entire state. Like, I, I don't think there's anyone else that would be a more important figure when you talk about just how personable he is. He's great with charity. He does all this stuff off the field. And he just so happens to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. We've not had a quarterback in all of our lifetimes. Yeah. So to, to think about it, you know, the, when I first saw the tweet, I was like, man, I'm not going to get invested in this because it's just <laughs> going to drive me crazy. But truthfully, I mean, that would be the coolest football move that has happened in our lifetime for the bears since what jay cutler yeah and like we i mean the city was on fire after that it was like oh my god we got we finally got the guy yep so i mean this i don't love the like i'm gonna be rah-rah and just like this perfect person about russell wilson but by no means does that mean he could come he would come here and literally be the best figure in the city Fuck that. I am taking back all my takes if he comes to the Bears. <laughs> I, I will start going to church if he comes over here. <laughs> I will I will donate to whatever foundation he is, Team 3 or whatever the hell he calls it. I, <laughs> dude, I do not give a fuck. I would... I feel it would, you. It would blow my mind. Like, how the fuck did he make that pass? He has... The deep ball that he throws where it just drops like into a basket yep. has to be like the sexiest play in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's like the ball's on a string. It just like it, falls into their hands. It's so fucking weird that, <laughs> the way that he throws it. And maybe it's because he's short. He's putting a little bit like height on it. A little extra loft on it. Yeah, it looks fucking gorgeous. It's like Drew Brees when he has to like completely look up into the sky before he throws. <laughs> Five years ago, because that guy's arm's done. But I that's mean, another topic. On, on a screen pass. <laughs> I hope Russell Wilson is dropping dimes, but the question is, is he going to be dropping his Soldier Field in Chicago, in the city, or up in Arlington Heights? Because the racetrack is closing, and there's always been rumors about the Bears wanting to move out to the suburbs. And personally, I hope they do, because going to Soldier Field, it fucking sucks. The traffic sucks. Taking the train sucks. I mean, if you take the train, you still got to walk pretty much a mile to get into the stadium. But I've personally never been out to the Arlington racetrack, so I have no idea <laughs> uh, if that's any better. I'm a big fan of the racetrack, and I'm sad that it's closing because it is one of 
Chicago lands hidden gems, I would say. I mean, not a lot of people are into horse racing, but my dad was very much into it. He still is. I am very much into it, and I've had great times there. And all you got to do is just hop on the Metro, drink the whole way there, and it lets you out in the parking <laughs> lot, and you walk across the parking lot, and you're boom, you're there. You can watch the Arlington Million there, the Kentucky Derby. They always have these huge events. So it's going to be sad that it's gone, but if the Bears want to move there, I'm with you guys. I am so down because no matter where you are in the city, getting the Soldier Field for any event Mm -hmm. just sucks. And Bears games in particular, it's horrible. It's like one one entry point going into the fucking Soldier Field parking lots. Exactly. And it's like everything's a bottleneck. So if you're just driving on a Sunday, you're screwed. If you just forgot that the Bears were on, like if you're not even a sports <laughs> fan, you could you you just be in traffic yeah. for two hours for no reason. Yep. Like I I came home. Uh, Madeline came home from a trip once, and Ed Sheeran was performing at the, at the Soldier Field, and we it took us three hours to get home oh. because I didn't know he was there, and I took fifty five, and yep. we got to the bottleneck, and I'm like, now I'm rerouting through the South Loop. You got to that it's little curve right there. It's horrid, man. So, yeah, I'm in. I, I, I'm down for Arlington Heights. It would make it super easy. Everyone would get on the train. The train rides would be legendary. Lots of beer chugging. It sounds like a great plan. Did you roll down the window and listen to a little Ed Sheeran while you were in traffic? So I used to hate on Ed Sheeran a lot, and then that didn't help. But <laughs> is it because he, he's a ginger? Nah. <laughs> but that. But his most recent album was pretty fire. No soul. So. Man. I, I I fuck with Ed Sheeran. I think he's dope. I fuck with but, Ed Sheeran, man. There's a lot of but, artists that I fuck with that, like, you know, some people kind of hate on, but I don't know. I, I appreciate a music, musical talent. Like, if you could sing yeah. or if you could play an instrument well, I, I you have my respect 100%, no matter the genre or, you know, whatever kind yeah, of style you, you're into. I feel like if you can make a catchy song, then it's worth it, right? Yeah, that and if... Kind of like if, Drake? <laughs> Oh yeah! Don't. Like, what's happening right now? Because I feel like there's some tension rising. <laughs> I, I, it took me a while to to come to come along with Drake to 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 kind of you know invest. Wait, what? Here, okay, here's my thing. <laughs> he, he's we're, been we're living a double life it. this whole time, bowling. It's not true. I've been very Wait, open. You one of those guys that were like, "Man, I'm too tough." I listen. No, to no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I, I when Drake came out. I loved it. And then he just, you know, he started doing features and songs and stuff. And I always felt like those those songs that were hot, he just kind of adopted the style of whatever artist he was collabing with. Ooh. You could, you could kind of hear that when he would do features with like Big Sean and other artists. And I, I just felt it was like, just just be, you were here to hear your, either your song or your feature on, on you know, this song. And shit was blowing up, and people, you know, you know, dick riding Drake like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> the guy's talented, sure, but he like went away from his original style when he came out, and then he just kind of adopted the style of everyone else's. And I didn't like it. I was like, I like old Drake just like I like old Kanye, and it was. It, it took me a little bit to to uh, come around to it. Man, I think you might be just listen back to it. I'm I'm not saying I'm not telling you I'm not telling you you gotta hate Drake now, right? Like Lee said, the songs were catchy, and I, my toe was tapping, but I didn't like it. You know. But the thing is, he would hide it. He would say, "I don't like Drake." I don't. And then, <laughs> and then there was one time that he posts something on Instagram that he's working on his basement. It was. And these, what the fuck is he playing? It was these uh, these soundboards behind me. 
he's playing Drake. That was yeah. a mistake. I hit I the think, wrong trending song. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the population that probably feels like you is secretly, accidentally, in air quotes, bumping that shit. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think they hate Drake for the same reason I did, though. I, I, I just feel like he was getting a little too much credit for stuff that, you know, he wasn't really being himself for. And I don't fuck right. with, I don't fuck with that. Don't be a fake, bro. I'm, just just do you. Do your music. Yeah, be, be sad. Be original. Sing some songs I like that. Don't be buying, right, well, don't be buying well, big shots. Now that, now that we established that. <laughs> There's a there's a pro Drake podcast now. Absolutely, <laughs> no, Absolutely. never, never. Aubrey, if you wanna if you wanna do an interview with us, yeah, man. Shout out Chicago Freestyle, great song. Adopt whoever you want. <laughs> also, he put Lil Dirk on Laugh Now, Cry Later. Great feature. Anyway, back to the Bears. <laughs> we're getting Russell Wilson, and we're going to watch him in Arlington Heights. It's gonna be freaking Chicago. Magical. The 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 Russell Wilson leading out the Arlington Heights Bears out to the field for uh, the NFC me. Championship game in 2023. Let's go. Well, Let's do it. One of the other one of the other things that would help us as a city is you could host the Super Bowl if you have a dome. You could have the Final Four. You could have these big major sporting events that you can't put in that fucking spaceship on Lakeshore Drive. Like nobody wants to come do anything there cuz A it's cold most of the year and B there's nowhere to I mean, like, if we would have got the Olympics, they wouldn't have played any of the soccer games or anything in Soldier Field because they don't have enough stands for people. Like, what the hell is that? But you can't do anything because it's owned by the Park District. So get the hell out of Chicago. Go to Arlington Heights, where the money's at, build a fucking dome, and let's ride. It sounds perfect to me. I've never been there, but I would definitely take a trip over there, especially if the Bears are playing, Um, especially if there's a – a train trip that you can booze on. Yep. Metro, like, you had me there, man. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, we, we would do it illegally on the orange line. So <laughs> we did, we we did it for bears do it. <laughs> Are we sure it's illegal? I feel like there's no rules on the orange line. That's true. It's international waters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big horse guy, so I've never been out to Arlington Heights, but shit, you sold me on, on the Metro and booze. So let's do that for shit. We could do that for a, for a horse. Uh, what, what do you call it? What the fuck do you call it? Horse race? Horse yeah. thing? Horse event? I don't know when they're shutting it down and demolishing, but if we have some time, we should take a show trip out there and we can bet some horses and drink some Coors Lights and, and get after it. He may not be taking a, a trip to Arlington Heights, but he's definitely taking a trip out to Atlanta. Who is that? Zach Levine gets his first all-star nod in his career. We'll talk about that next. Folks from Seattle on here, too, so we're going to start with one from Seattle. It's Michael Dennis from one of the NBC affiliates out there, so just one second here. Michael, go ahead. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, this is... Hey! Hey, man, who put my parents on here, man? (laughs) (laughs) If that was fun, I hope this is fun, too. Oh, what the hell? (laughs) What's going on in... What up, Mark? It's not not every... It's not every day hometown heroes go to the big city and become all stars, man. Dad's on here too. What up, dog? <laughs> hey, man, y'all got me sweating on here, man. Congratulations, man. I appreciate you, dog. You know everything you mean to me, man. You've also been like a big brother to me, dog. I appreciate it. Hey, man, you already know. I told you. I said, man, when I signed here, look, man, there's two things we got to do: make it to the playoffs and get and get you being all star. We we halfway through. We halfway there.
Yeah, Chicago, we're back. That's right. Zach Levine is an all-star for the first time in his career. Take that to all the haters. I'm looking at you, Lees. So high, so high. God Get damn it. out of here. <laughs> That's... Uh, nah, I'm just, I'm just glad he flexed it on you and all the haters for the season. Hey, I'll admit, he's playing really, he's playing really well. Um, he's expanded his game a lot. Uh, he's actually passing the ball this year. Um, yeah, he's trying on defense, even though, like, statistically, he's not a good defender. Um, it's more so the effort, and, you know, he's going to hopefully learn, because, honestly, this is the same team as last year, for the most part, besides a couple extra people, Patrick Williams, Project Pat. But with that, it's it's been the same. It was the same team as last year, but they're doing significantly better. They're six seed in the in the East right now. Um, for now, for now, as of whatever date today is, February twenty sixth, fifth, whatever, fifth, whatever. <laughs> it's no secret. We recorded the night before. You know, whatever. That's and that 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 point you made about his defense and effort, and the fact that we have the same team as last year. I can't say we're we've upgraded enough to say it's not the same team. Patrick Williams is a rookie and he's learning, so his impact has obviously been felt on the court. But I know why. It's because fucking Jim Boylan is on an <laughs> island somewhere watching Netflix. Any that the is Hawks. the best thing that happened to the Bulls organization. And I I was thinking that getting rid of Garpax was going to be the big deal. And I guess it really was because they hired Billy Donovan. Like, Billy Donovan has changed the culture, the way these guys play, the effort they bring every night. And early in the season when we did demos and stuff, we talked about Edgar and I were like, we're betting the over on wins. And, Lee's, you were a little skeptical. And obviously it wasn't out of line because it's the same team. But just him as a figure, head coach, philosophy, they're playing hard, they're in almost every game they've played. They're fucking cover artists. They cover almost every game they've played this year, which literally was an impossible feat last year. So shout out to Billy Donovan because he's got these boys running right. I mean, they said it multiple times, man. Even the players were like, uh, how many times in a post-game interview have they been asked the question, does this team last year uh, win this game? And no, they're like, nope, nope, nope. That's that's part of the reason why I was so kind of – I had hopes for Zach. I mean, I know people people were making the empty calorie scorer argument for him, and he doesn't really do much. He sucks on defense, like you said. You, like you said, bowling. He's not like an all world defender. No, I'm not. We're not saying that. But he's at least trying. He's getting slightly better. If you look at Zach, you're seeing a different player than you have been seeing throughout his career, let alone Absolutely. last year. You know. Absolutely. So I was high when, when I heard the Billy Donovan news, and I kind of went to Lee's because he's our basketball guy, and I, I asked him, like, Billy Donovan, how do you feel? He's like, legit coach. He sh- it should be great. And then I, I went back and looked at Zach's track record with coaches. Didn't really have any stable coaches. It was hurt a lot of the time. And when he got once he got traded here, you know, you get fucking Fred. Fred, yeah, you get Fred, Fred Hoiberg first, and then you get Jim Boylan. And who the hell wants to play for Jim Boylan? No one. No it was really obvious. I mean, he was pretty damn upset yep. and then by you, the end of last year. And you would hear the arguments of people saying, well, if he was any good or if he was a top player in the league, the co- that he should still be able to carry his team. Like, I wasn't even making the argument that Zach should be an, in that level. But he's high enough to be like, just give this kid good coaching and let, let, let's just see what happens. And look at him. He's having the best year of his career. 
to me, it's, it's even less than that. I mean, like if you go to work in any field, whatever your job is, and you hate your boss, you're not going to be good. You're not going to have fun doing your job. Like, gonna go it's just hard to work in that environment. Mm-hmm. And it was clear that they didn't get along because Boylan was an idiot. And you see the, res- you see the results. Uh, pretty much by all standards, the same exact team with a rookie who's, you know, ha- he hit a little bit of a wall in the first couple weeks, but by all accounts is having a strong rookie campaign. And they're playing well. They're almost 500. They're in the sixth seed at the moment. Like, I, I don't know how much more we can say positively about Billy Donovan because getting Jim Boylan out the door and having someone that's competent, that's willing to develop players, that's not trying to just live in the shadow of Greg Popovich is humongous. And, like, we've been waiting for this. We watched The Last Dance, which was just about this time last year, and everyone was like, damn, man, like, the Bulls being good, Chicago was just lit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're going to have, you know, wild success like that, but like regularly getting to the playoffs, we should absolutely be doing that. Regularly having all stars, we should absolutely be doing that. And I think that we've started to lay that foundation now. And having Zach go, I mean, he probably could have been an all star last year, but we just sucked. And that's really telling because the damn all star game was in Chicago. And I would say we, we've, said it a few times that this team is basically the same team as last year besides Patrick Williams. Um, but the other person that's actually a big outlier for the Bulls this year is Thad Young. So he's actually getting playing time. He didn't play much last year. He wasn't very happy last year. He was also injured. But that boy is hooping right now. He is doing a little bit of everything. He has the old man game that I always love in players where – He'll do a little flip shot. He'll back a person up and do a little shot behind his back and things of that nature. Um, but he's a, he's always a willing passer. Um, but with that, I mean, Bulls are in the playoff hunt. But would you be willing to trade Thad Young right now for a long-term success? It's it's interesting. I I personally think he is the second most important player on the team for this year and I think we're looking towards the future so if you can get some if you're getting a good return it's going to be tough to part with him but I think you kind of have to just given the the plan was to compete while rebuilding I don't think losing Thad Young puts them automatically to the bottom of the east and that's why I think it's good that they've stacked some victories. You know, being in the sixth seed now helps. And all you have to do is be between seven and ten to get a shot. I don't think that they fall off a cliff, but he, he really is super important to everything that we've been doing. And I was listening to the radio the other day, and I I knew because we knew because we watch and we, we care. But, like, so many average basketball fans in Chicago just had no idea that Thad Young was just sitting at the end of the bench. And now he's our second most important player, like, Another indictment, and we're bus-tossing Boylan a lot, but it's well-deserved. I mean, he didn't know what he was doing, and he basically wasted a year of all these guys' careers. So, I don't know. I I think we do have to entertain and and have those talks when it comes to trading Thad, but he's playing damn good, man. So, if they can't get – I don't want to say a king's ransom, but if they can't get a good package, then you hold on to them and let's go try and fucking make a little run if we can. I'm with you, man. I feel like if it's, if the package, I'm not saying it has to blow you away, but it's really going to have to depend on, on what you're getting back. And there's people 
you know, smarter than me that can tell you what's what's worth it in that aspect. But I just feel like that's play down the line. Like you said, like you said, bowling, he's been the second best, arguably the second best player on this team so far, just because of the impact he made when Wendell was out, you know, when Laurie mm-hmm. was out. He still gives you that size. He gives you fun. He's not going to make any mistakes. That left hand is is has been great all, all year. And some of the the stuff he's worked on with Wendell, you know, he, you can see that they listen whenever Wendell makes a mistake or something happens. They're always talking. That's a credit to all the veterans in here, to Garrett Temple, to Thad Young. They're in these guys' ear, and that's what you need on this team with such a young roster. And that's why I kind of felt uh, in just watching just this team alone, I felt it had a good balance because the starting five, was young, but they had the firepower to, you know, go off. And because they're young, some of those nights, they're not going to be as consistent. So we had the bench to kind of be able to come in, settle everyone down, and kind of get the, the, the team back on track. And same thing, and vice versa. If the team does come out hot, you bring in the bench, and they, they're, they're experienced enough, they're smart enough to hold that lead to kind of bring along. So I love kind of the makeup and how this team is kind of assembled and how they're playing right now. Is it going to be tough if, if someone comes and offers, you know, something good for the, the the Lakers could use them? Yeah, there's a lot of teams that could use them. The fucking, I was I was reading today and I saw like the Raptors, the Nets, the Lakers, Portland. There are all there's some playoff contenders there that are there could use some big man help with some experience like. And he's the reason what makes him so valuable. He's still on on the contract for another year too after this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you pretty got you pretty much got two playoff runs if you're training him to a contender. So. Maybe just because of that, you, you you get something in return. I mean, I, I think if if anything, Thad is 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 likely to get traded for for the Bulls to pull pull the trigger on that just because of that. I, I'd rather I, I like Mari in a package, but that's just me. But he's gonna bring in the uh, worth right now because he's sore. He's been hurt. Yeah, I mean, maybe he gets comes back and has a couple good games. I want to hear what Lee has to say about it though, because you're the you're the Fuck the that. basketball savant numbers guy and Fuck that guy. <laughs> so so my thing is with Thad, you can't trade him right now. I know it sounds weird as hell to say. Yep. Um, but if if you're gonna trade him to a contender, you're gonna trade him for nothing, basically. Everyone yep. all all the analysts and everything always hype up the fact that, oh, we traded him for a first round pick. But if we can't trade him to the Lakers because the Lakers don't have any of their picks because of the A D trade. We can't trade him to the Brooklyn Nets because Brooklyn Nets don't have any picks because of the James Harden trade. So that's already two of the top contenders that would actually want him out of the running that have anything of value. If we trade him to another team, like let's say Utah, if they want to just get deeper, um, anything of that nature, it's going to be a late first round pick. What the hell are we going to do with that? Plus, you know what? Edgar actually hit it on the head. It's the fact that the veterans are actually getting in the face of these young guys and showing them, hey, you know what? If you you want to get playing time, it was perfect example was Kobe White got pulled the other day because he was playing terribly, and then the fourth quarter he comes back in and he starts playing significantly better. Yep. So with that, it's it's because of the veterans, it's because of the coaches. I know bowling since day one has been on, on the Donovan hype train. Um, so was I. You were on a whole nother level. You were <laughs> eleven out of ten on the on the hiring. Bowling's morale morale level on anything Chicago should never be questioned. Let's just establish that. I just feel deep, man. I'm an optimist, but I also am very, very easy, very quick to just fly in the face of bullshit. And Boylan was bullshit. (laughs) So when you think about the level of upgrade you get with Billy Donovan, of course I'm excited. Like I, I tweeted 
way before, like once they fired him from the Thunder, I was like, what if we get it? And shout out to Cameron Smith. He was like, man, I don't know if we're going to be able to pay him. And that new regime came in and was like, fuck what it costs, man. We got to get this guy because he's got to develop these young players. And it's been a home run, man. It's been a home run. I, I love the kind of energy they play with. Like, just think about the last this the last time we actually watch every single Bulls game and have like emotional investment every night was 2013. That's damn near a decade ago. Like, oh, this is super fun. It's just been fun, and I think the city is kind of coming around to it. I I said if Zach made an All Star game, I was going to buy a jersey. I ordered my jersey. Ooh, what kind? Okay. I got the the black the Jordan. Right. There you Let's go. go. Bet the boat. Hell yeah! That's that's the that's the money line bet jersey. That's the money line jersey Every right time. there. <laughs> and no, honestly, Casey Johnson had a perfect tweet yesterday where he said we are scoreboard watching already in February, and if that's not an indictment of the Bolin era or from <laughs> from before, that we're like wait. We're in the playoff standings right now. Like, holy shit. Yeah, we had like, a different what? definition of scoreboard watching. We were looking to see if we lost by twenty or thirty. Twenty or thirty, now, yeah, exactly. Now we're looking at now we're looking at the standings. Like, all right, well, if the Knicks lose and we win, four seed. And Bulls are just exciting right now too. Every game, every game is fucking close. Yep. Every game, fourth quarter, it's literally two, three plays away, whether they win or lose. Do that Dame Lillard buzzer beater or like at the end of the game. A heartbreaker, but the fact that they were even in it at that point, they weren't having the hottest night. And with with them being within one shot away just shows you because Portland was playing really well at that point. Um, But with, yeah, with with that, I'm just happy that the Bulls are actually, you know, playing well. Um, I was a person that bet the under for the 30 wins, 30 and a half wins, whatever. Um, but with that, home, so Lee's pays for drinks, and that when we when we're set free, and we get hit up, you know, bars, clubs, whatever the fuck we're going. Drinks hey, on Lee's list, for that. If any listener goes to that bar the day we go, I will buy you a fucking drink. All right, <laughs> just one. We don't we don't got yeah. sponsors like that yet. So you you get one, you get one liquor, you know, and, uh, and one you get one well drink. All right, yeah. you get one Montezuma and and whatever. What what else? What would you drink with Montezuma? You, I don't even know what that what, is. What's Montezuma? It's tequila. It's, te, it's well tequila. What would you drink? Would well you tequila. Have, yeah, like would you just do like a, a well shot. margarita? Oh, I don't know, man. Tequila I don't sunrise. Fucking margaritas. You guys yes. drink tequila sunrise? No. Wow, that's we, racist. We drink the- no, that's <laughs> you guys are fucking lying. You Episode really one into the second segment. That's all it took for uh, Bowling's True Colors to come out here. <laughs> I've uh, honestly shit. never heard. W- wait, hold on. What did you call it? W- well, tequila is what? Monta- Montezuma. I've never heard that. No, yeah, right. man. It's just you got to go to random dives, whatever the well is. I don't know what else other well tequila would be, but once I ordered shots, this is many years ago, for a group, and I ordered like six or seven, and I was just like, whatever, just give me the well because I'm ordering a bunch and we're all drunk. And the, the bartender pulls out this bottle and it says Montezuma, and it looks like, like the Mayans thing. And I'm like, this looks really bad, and it was awful. So if you ever see Montezuma – Run, run away, turn around, and get the hell out immediately. Don't even sign the check. Just order a new credit card. 
No, I'm the drunk that wakes up and is like, what the fuck did I spend money on? Did I just buy <laughs> did I just buy everyone a shot of nineteen forty two? Ooh. Like, what the fuck? I need to be a part of one of those parties then, it sounds like. <laughs> you do no. you don't. <laughs> I, I mean okay. I'm looking it up right now. Montezuma tequila gold. Oh, is, is twenty is twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. What, like what, was it the dark one or, or they give you the the blanco? They give you the white stuff. They give you the clear shit. No, it was gold. Okay, yeah, it's a twenty dollar bottle. Twenty dollar bottle of tequila. No. I'm sure there's some good ones out there. I I don't think. I think you could get away. My my thing is you can get away with a twenty dollar bottle of bourbon, but a twenty dollar bottle of tequila will kill you. Yeah, if I that think. if that's an añejo, añejos shouldn't cost twenty twenty dollars. Yep. No. That's just funny that you went up there. You're like, give me the good shit. And they're like, I got you, bowling. Don't trip. I was like, ew, this shit is true. <laughs> but now imagine this. We're going to get a, a little show outing on a Saturday night. We'll That's drink fine. some Montezuma. No. We'll wake God, up. No. We'll get on the train. We'll go I... to Arlington Heights and watch the Bears <laughs> whoop some ass, dude. That's going to be a freaking great time. This is what we do. That sounds like a great do. NFL weekend. Yes. All, all and the February game. weekend. I'm not too sure about that. All star game. Zach Levine when he plays. I'm in. You have I'm to in. finish it. I mean, you said Zach Levine all star game. I'm in. I'm in. You know, I mean, he's gonna fit right in. There's no defense played. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Can we buy any uh, dunk contest top shot highlights of Zach? Because oh, that's all the rage shot. these days. I don't understand top shot. <laughs> I, I, we we talked about this in pre show, and I still don't understand. All I, know, all I know is that it's going to the fucking moon. We're buying Lou Dort moments. We're going to the moon, and we'll talk the about that. Chamber. The torture chamber, baby. To the moon. Yep, Chicago. We'll talk about that next. Yep, Chicago. We're back. We just got done talking some bulls. I mean, did you guys stock up? Have you guys stocked up on your Zach Levine top shot moments? No. Uh, I think we talked about this in pre-show. We're just a little old. I'm late to the game. I don't but... even understand top shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I, that's what I told you guys. I, I didn't want to sound. I didn't know how hip you guys were to the top shot game, but uh, I didn't want to sound like the old man of the group, which I'm about to sound like the old man of the group, but I just didn't. I don't. I don't understand it. Please, someone help me. Like every argument I've heard for it, it doesn't make sense to me. You're 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 purchasing a video clip that one that website deemed it valuable that you don't own. That I can go on YouTube and look at that same clip. I could cut up that MP4. Isn't it supposed to be like a hologram or some shit like that? Yeah, but I mean, what like when we were kids, we were getting hologram baseball cards that were like cool to hold. Like you're just getting like, but a, you can hold it. But you right now you're just <laughs> getting a a highlight that you don't own with a with a filter on it. <laughs> That's the most like, hilarious what? argument that I heard for it. We're like, well, yeah, well, if I could just print out, you know, Babe Ruth's rookie card, technically I own the card too. And it's like, no, you don't, idiot, because people <laughs> made those cards, and you could actually have those physical cards in your possession that no one else would have. I, I don't even know it's how much the they're selling for right now. I already know I'm priced out of that shit, though. All right. So in terms of pricing, you can get a common pack for $9, which I assume would be like 
getting a random ass pack at Target, which won't have anything of value in it. Kobe you White. could get an example rare pack. <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> or an example legendary pack, and those start at $230. So basically what For we're looking pack. at is a cash grab. And if you got in in the beginning, you're probably cashing out. But everybody like us that's too old, it's just too late. So we'll just watch from the stands and talk our shit. <laughs> I'm really curious as to how much these things are going for because you, you hear that people are are making money on this stuff, and I, I it's I, I don't understand either side of it. Like the fact that I'm going to pay to own this video clip, like like a, a pack, like just to buy a pack, I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for this pack. Or the other side of bro, you got that platinum Zion dunk? How much you want? <laughs> This headline says NBA Top Shot has done over $230 million in transactions since October 2020, October. with 90% of it coming in the last month. This article was published yesterday. So we're way late on it. <laughs> Holy we're shit. We're way dude. late on it, bro. Wait, $230 million in transactions. So for what? I okay, so this tweet says... Legendary LeBron James moment from our Cosmic Series Set 1 Hold on. goes for $208,000. Yes. I just looked up the top, the biggest NBA Top Shot sales to date. This was last updated February 22nd. I, so ago. I figure that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be younger players because they can grow. It's like a value thing. Okay. And it's going to be like LeBron because it's fucking LeBron, you know? All right, that cosmic dunk that Bowling said that that's the highest one. That's number one, number one on the list. So I, I just number have, two Zion. Yes, let's go. I don't know what, what about, hollow MMXX block means. <laughs> <laughs> what about maybe uh, I can Google it after this to see exact the exact highlight that is. But number two is a Zion moment. Moment what, shot top shot moment moment. What about Trey Young? Is he on the list? Nope. Steph right. Curry. You're looking at top ten. I'm looking at top ten sales as of the twenty twenty second. Is Steph on there? Steph is on there. Steph is at one, two, three, four, five, six. Number six in the list. Damon Lillard. Nope. Uh, John Morant. Nope. Anthony Davis. Nope. See, this doesn't make any fucking sense to me. <laughs> KD. Well, nope. Kyrie. Here's the thing, guys. Out of top ten, LeBron are, has eight of them. There are four athletes. On this list. Oh, Luca for sure. Nope. Well, what LeBron, the fuck, man? LeBron this, making yeah. the block? Seven names. I mean, seven moments. Seven of the top ten moments have been LeBron James moments. Okay, so we have seven LeBrons. Seven LeBrons. Yeah. You got Zion. You got two more. Oh, no, you got Curry. You got one more. All right, we got to do this. My, moment my sold for 85 grand. Is it my this, guy this Joker? Player. Nope, no Joker. Nope, he's not far. He's not far from Chicago. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Giannis, bingo. Do you think there's going to be people that like rate them like this top shot is in 4K, so it's mint. There's like <laughs> there's like 720p, so it's like someone stepped on it, you know. <laughs> That's just stepped on, boy. The files corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. What I mean, I, I mean, essentially, NBA owns. NBA is the part of it, right? So they are they the ones putting out these clips? Or are they the holders of the packs? I would assume so. Maybe they're only allowing a certain... Because I believe it's not like every moment in the NBA is out right now. No. I think they're like releasing them in, you know, sporadically. And they're random, too. Like You got to follow... At least I follow the NBA Top Shot 
Twitter handle and they drop, you know, alerts like, hey, guys, get ready. On this date at 9 p.m., we're going to release a fucking pack. Get in line. Yeah, so- see, see, that part of it to me, I'm out because I already have too much stress with the damn sneakers app. I take enough L's on sneakers, those. bro. Yeah, like I don't, I don't need to jump into the crypto basketball highlights just to get <laughs> Just to get angry on Saturday mornings, like I got enough shit I'm dealing with. Like <laughs> the the only thing I can think of is right now might still be an okay time because once they release any type of Jordan pack or Kobe pack, oh my god, the Kobe pack is gonna sell for like a, a house, a house, like one Bitcoin for like <laughs> him, him fucking tying his shoes. No, it's more than a Bitcoin. A Bitcoin is what fifty fifty grand right now. No, I'm saying for him tying his shoes, it's not even an oh. actual moment. <laughs> like he's putting on the Grinch fucking Kobe shoes, and it's like, oh shit! So the Kobe, Rare. the Kobe last shot of his career, half a yeah. million, dude. I, I don't I, know. It's it's just million? so hard to read. Like we're we're gonna find out in the next four months. It's so ridiculous. This bro. is actually real, real. But. Dude, we all we all fucking gamble here. We don't have time to like look at this shit. Like I, I barely do future bets. Like I barely right. looked up what the what the Sox Cubs over under was the other day. Like, and it was, it's been out for like two three weeks already. Yeah, I mean, I don't want my money to be sitting for six months. Really, I want to get quick hitters. So if I have to buy a John Morant thing and we'll hold it for ten years just to have some value, fuck that. I mean, eventually people are going to be off this shit just like they're off everything. So. I'll just let the kids run with it, and if I get a tip, I'll go in. But otherwise, I'm gonna leave that shit alone. <laughs> hey man, anything will give you better value than Cubs seventy nine and a half right now. If you think that the Cubs are gonna lose, eighty two games, no fucking chance. No <laughs> chance. We have we have the fucking Pirates in our division. There's no way we're going to lose. I mean, there's no way we're not going to win 80 games. You fucking kidding me? That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and with but, that, I'm, I'm, I am always the Debbie Downer of the group. Dude, I, I, I feel so. So you're taking I the socks like, under, right? I feel so. Yes, I am. May, hopefully so that it's like a fucking <laughs> reverse jinx. But in that case, I'm I hammering feel, the over. My thing is like, I'm fucking scared of this season, man. It's the first time I, I I'm not ready to care yet, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, t- trust me. Like those years after 2015, like everyone said the Cubs were damn good, and everyone knew it, and we'd arrived. But like the pressure is just so hard to deal with. Like they have the third best win total, or third highest win total, or something like that. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't bet the under. I would just leave it alone <laughs> if I were you. But I don't know. I mean, they're set up well. I'll, I'll give them credit where credit is due. I think they were a, a year early, and they could have made a run, but they had some questionable managing down the stretch. Hey, man, that division is there for the taking, I think. The Twins are going to be good. The Indians took a step back. The Royals are trash. The Tigers are rebuilding. Why not, man? That's the only thing I'm thinking of when it comes to the over-under. The central games, they're going to be able to beat up on Royals, Tigers. Indians. I feel like Indians will still be like sneaky good. They'll be able to sneak a, a few games here and there. But with that, it's. I mean, it's been health with the pitching. I'm, I don't know. I'm just scared, man. <laughs> You're right, man. Jeez. Are you gonna be so okay? Really worried. Do, you about to cry? Do you need to take a time out? We need to go to break. We're, 
we cut cut <laughs> <laughs> yeah like all right we're making our picks our weekend picks whiskey picks. we're making this segment? segment this is going to be an official picks. segment of uh the app chicago so, so, it's gonna be called, so it's break, gonna break, be break it down, Lee. What, what are we going to be doing here? So Whiskey Picks is a segment in which we are either going to look like geniuses and savages or we're going to be telling the listeners, you know what, this usually doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time that we've ever lost this bet and apologizing for all the money that's lost. But we usually each give one leg of a parlay and try to put it together. Um I'm actually down to keep a running tab. We are 0-1 right now uh, for <laughs> for our whiskey picks. But with that, I'll start off. Canelo fights this week against some dude named, some Turkish dude named Yelidrum, Exedrin, Advil. It doesn't matter what the fuck his name is. I got Canelo in six rounds. Avni, have some respect. <laughs> That's his first name. What's his last name? Vildurim. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Vildurim. Avi Vildurim. No, that's a white. God damn it. <laughs> God bless you. But give me uh, Canelo. Uh, with, I believe it was um, between rounds three and six for plus 170. Oh, I like that. All right. Well, I don't know what the odds are yet, but I'm locking in the money line. Bulls Raptors. The Raptors, they play Sunday. They just haven't played very well yet. I think they've got a couple injuries. The guys coming back from injury and just getting, you know, readjusted. We play the Suns tomorrow or today, I guess. Suns tonight because we're recording this Thursday for Friday. That's the power of editing. Time traveling. So, yeah, exactly. You know, they're going to get a rest day. I think the Suns might be a tough putt just because they're, you know, they got Chris Paul and Booker, but. I think we cover both games. I'm just going to take the money line Sunday with the Bulls against the Raptors. All right, and for my pick, I'm going to go to a Saturday morning game. We're going over across the pond. We're going to Spain, La Liga soccer. Oh. The game between Sevilla and Barcelona. I'm going tie. Sevilla, oh, one of those. Sevilla beat Barcelona a couple weeks ago in the, in the first leg of the Copa del Rey. They play him again on Saturday. And the second leg, of, the second leg of Copa del Rey is during the week coming up. It's a lot of games against the same opponent. I feel like Barcelona is going to kind of try to save their legs to try to make a comeback in that in that second leg of Copa del Rey. So I'm not saying they're going to be reserved. You know, it's going to be a zero zero game or whatever. But Sevilla's tough. They obviously want to beat Barcelona for the for the, for the brand for the name recognition. But uh, I, th- I don't think Barcelona is going to try to give them too much confidence going into that second leg of Copa del Rey. So I'm going Sevilla, Barcelona, tie. At plus Bro, you're rooting for a tie? Plus 250. Score all the goals That's you not- want, just an even amount of goals on both sides. You know? That that logic makes sense. I don't bet soccer very much, but I got to imagine betting a tie has good value. So fuck it, I'm in. That sounds good. We're going to go with it. Fuck it. We're going to go with it. <laughs> All right, like so I Canelo said, with, within rounds three and six. Bulls money line. And Sevilla and tie. Sevilla, Barcelona Sevilla, tie. Barcelona tie on Saturday morning. And just like that, we got one episode in the books. One episode and in the books. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at yapchicago underscore at yapchicago underscore. Or call us and leave us a message at 312-985-6006. 312-985-6006. Hit us up, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. 
for bowling, for Lees. I'm Edgar Perez. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Yep Chicago. Yep Chicago.